Kobe Altman has a tendency and a way of getting his team involved in three, four team trades. And he did just that late last week. So go over what he did and the player that we got from the Miami Heat. You're right. We did say that. And once again, Kobe Altman uh, pulls that off. So Teddy Osmond and Lamar Stevens, two terrific guys and two uh, really tremendous members of the organization are sent to San Antonio in a three-way deal to bring in Max Struess from Miami in that three-way deal. So a sign and trade, they acquire Max Struess from Miami and I'm a big Max Struess fan, of course, except when he's playing the Cavaliers, but <laughs> he's a sharp shooter. He can knock down a three ball. Uh, he's tough mentally. He's got a real edge to him and he's got that playoff experience. Uh, just a month ago was in the NBA finals with Miami. So I think uh, that was a real, real good deal for the Cavaliers uh, as far as acquiring Max Struess. Uh, I think he's going to fit in very, very well and fill one of the needs that the Cavaliers had, Ray. We talked about how they were targeting the areas that they needed to improve, and one of those that was glaring was outside shooting, and they've got that now with Max Struess. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, Miami was Struess on the outside. They go to the finals. Now Tyler Hero was injured for them. Uh, Did Hero take some of his minutes? Why was Miami okay with uh, trading away Max Struess? Well, not to get too deep into the weeds, but I think Miami's trying to clear some cap space. Uh, of course, they're in the in the market uh, for Damian Lillard. Uh, that's been going around that that's where he wants to go, and so I think they need to they need to clear some cap space there. And they didn't want to sign Max Drews for what the Cavaliers ended up signing him for sixty four million dollars over four years as the reported contract. So uh, that made Max Drews somebody that. I'm sure it was in a way that they didn't want to, but they they had to clear that space, and so that made Max expendable. And so he comes to the Cavaliers, and I think it's a terrific acquisition. Okay, so when you look at, and we're talking with the voice of the Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn, when you look at Max Struess, and, you know, we traded away Jetty Osman, who I thought some nights was that guy that you wanted consistency from the outside. How does he compare with Jetty Osman when you look at these two players? Well, you just used the word, Ray, and it's appropriate, consistent. Uh, listen, Teddy was a great Cav, and, and he'll he'll be missed, but he, he wasn't consistent. Uh, he was a streaky shooter. And as you said, when he was on, when he was hot, uh, he was fun to watch. But uh, there were nights when he wasn't on, and so that made JB's options a little more limited. Now, with Struess, uh, he's more consistent. Uh, he'll knock down that three ball. Again, he's not Steph Curry, who is, but... He's generally been in his career in the high 30s, low 40s as far as his percentage from beyond the arc. And if the Cavaliers can get that, again, to use the word, consistently from Max Struess, they'll be thrilled. Voice of the Cavaliers, Tim Alcorn with us at WAKR. I'm also doing readings about the NBA with all these rumors left and right. I won't ask you about particular players. You're not in those war rooms but with the acquisition there of Struess and the talent we have coming back, do you sense that Colby is happy with his roster that he has? 
I don't know if they're 100% done. I think uh, Kobe's going to have a, a, a news conference later today, so I'm sure he'll address that. But, uh, you know, there's still that need uh, for for a big guy. Uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, Ray, where uh, they want to get that guy. He doesn't have to play 20, 25 minutes a night, but maybe 10 to 12 just to spell Jared Allen and or Evan Mobley. But, uh, the acquisition of Struess, uh, we didn't talk about the signing of George Niang from Philadelphia. Again, another guy that can knock down shots from the outside. Uh, he's up around 40% in his career from beyond the arc. So that was a big acquisition. And even though he was with the team last year, uh, the re-signing of Karis LeVert was huge. So I think the Cavaliers, while not 100% satisfied with the roster, are pretty close. And so, uh, yeah, this is the group you'll see as training camp uh, is right around the corner, hard to believe, uh, about 60 days from now. When you look at all the offseason moves, and I don't think we're done because Harden is still out there. Damian Lillard looks like he will be traded. The Knicks have made some moves. The Miami Heat looking to improve. Golden State has made some moves. How do you look at the NBA right now? What do you think has been the biggest move that you've seen around the circuit? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, certainly the, the Bradley Beal move uh, from Washington to Phoenix, uh, that's going to have a ripple effect in the Western Conference. Kristaps uh, Porzingis now with the Boston Celtics, uh, that's going to have a huge impact with Boston. So, yeah, there's some deals that have been made that you look around, and as you said, there are still some, you know, some dominoes to fall with James Harden and the like, James Lillard. So, uh, it's been a fascinating off season as these guys kind of move around. But uh, circling back to the Cavs, Ray, I think the Cavs this morning are a better team than they were after game five with the Knicks. Uh, they've addressed their needs. And so you're right. It's still going to be interesting. Nobody's saying the Cavs are going to the NBA finals next June because uh, the other teams in the Eastern Conference are making their moves. Uh, the Cavs still have some growing and some maturing to do, but uh, the moves so far this offseason have really been interesting. Well, they accomplished what you told us at the end of the campaign they needed to do is address the backup big man position and also get a shooter on the outside. So they've addressed those two spots. I haven't talked to you since the draft. What about Imani Bates? What can you tell us about him? We know about his off-the-court stuff. Hopefully that will get straightened out for him going forward. But what about the player, Imani Bates? What can you tell us? Yeah, it's a fascinating story, Ray. Uh, this young man, and he's only 19 years old, uh, going back to middle school, which I think is ridiculous that they scout these kids and rank these kids at middle school. But uh, when he was in eighth grade, uh, nationally, they talked about him being the, the next Kevin Durant. And then as a sophomore in high school up in Michigan, uh, he was the actual Gatorade National Player of the Year at the high school level as a sophomore. So he's got talent. Uh, he, it's, it's there. Now the thing is, uh, things kind of went awry for him. Uh, after that sophomore year, uh, was recruited down to Memphis. It didn't work out there at all. So that's why he went back to Eastern Michigan, Ypsilanti, which is where he's from. He wanted to get back home uh, and had a decent year at Eastern Michigan and and came out for the draft. So the, he's got talent. This young man can play. And so hopefully the way 
the Cavs hope it pans out is that he gets around veteran players like Donovan Mitchell, like Jared Allen, uh, now a Max Struess, and they can guide him through the wilderness of playing in the NBA. Uh, but not saying he's NBA ready right now. Uh, he may be a Cleveland Charge type of guy, but he's got the talent. And so to pick him at number 49 uh, was low risk, but certainly high reward if it does pan out. Well, yeah, and, and you in 19, you can be patient with him, right, Tim? Yes, absolutely. Right. They don't need him to come in and be a, a franchise player and kind of carry this team. Uh, he can be developed and he can be coached. And, and maybe being out of the glare of being compared to the next Kevin Durant and the National Player of the Year and all that, uh, maybe when you take that away from him and just let him, just let him hoop, as the guys would say, just let him play and be around these guys and be around coaching. And the Cavs have great developmental coaches. Maybe it'll pay off for him. He certainly has the talent to do it. So, again, there's a reason he slipped to 49. There's no questioning that. But uh, at 49, you can afford to roll the dice a little bit. And as I said, low risk. But, man, if he pans out, it's high reward.